0: that sense that without those disclosures though, that people will try and just go well the agent
1: said going one going twice sold you're listening to the property pod
2: Alright guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host Aaron Horn. and if you were in the room before we started recording, you would have found out that John's reading all the Harry Potter books again and Pat's been playing video games. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> oh, to the studio yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it, take it over the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so
2: good. When we said, John, what have you been up to? I haven't seen you for a little bit. It's like, you're not going to believe it boys. I've been reading Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, he's Been <laughs> under the staircase and it's
1: just been reading yeah, the books. Yeah 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 it's I great. Was like if
2: someone had paid me I wouldn't have guessed that that's what you've been doing. <laughs> well and us. then
1: because well, I'm
0: jumping between the book and then the audio bit as well. So then I'll, I'll have a I'll listen to a chapter when I'm
1: driving around and then when I'm back at home I'll pick up the uh, my little Kindle. Oh, oh man you quick question. the though. crap out of yeah. it. Are you reading the same chapter that you just listened to, or you're like reading chapter one, listening to chapter two, reading chapter That's three? That's how it's going. Yeah. So it's which, one, two, three. Yeah. Do you have a preference?
2: Like, do you like Stephen Fry in your ear telling you all about he's, it? Or? He's actually a
0: great narrator mm. like, because he he does <laughs> he well he does <laughs> emphasise the, the the voices and you know acts them out, so it's rather engaging. But um, I do enjoy reading it because. Because I watch the movies first, um, I've got all the references for their faces and their voices. So when I read the book, I see the actors acting through the book. Yeah, so but when you're
2: doing the descriptive bits, do you read it in Stephen Fry's voice?
1: It's sort of blending between the two at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, follow-on yeah. question then. Yeah. How do you feel about the new remake that HBO are doing of Harry Potter, where they are going to be different characters playing? Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll wait
0: with breath I suppose <laughs> but with that though are they going to be is it going to be a series where they can expand through TV the Show each book
2: yeah. each book is going to be a series Okay. so then they're going to you know, have seven series over each book. So hey, it'll be interesting to see how they're going. Well, I'm, I'm I was just going to say,
0: at least she's finished the series, unlike, um, what's his name? It's just,
2: uh, George, R. George R. R. Martin. Who just
0: refuses to go back to work on that series. He's, I'm just so busy, but no one cares about anything else that he yeah. does. Obviously, he's just super rich now, so it doesn't really matter, but he'll never finish those books. Oh, well.
2: Ah, well. I think the ending of the show wasn't too happy. No one was too pleased with that anyway. So it was he, no matter what he... Did, would be better than what they came out with, I think. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, I, well so at least with the Harry Potter ones, they've got all the, all the source materials there. So <laughs> they won't end up in the same fate.
2: <laughs> all right. So that's the interesting bit that we were talking about off camera, but now that we're <laughs> on camera <laughs> and, yeah, and we're still talking bit. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, stretch. Tell us what you were doing last week or the week before when you weren't here, because we heard you've been media trained. Oh yeah, yeah. and you've, look, you've come in with a rip-roaring story to start us <laughs> off. So tell us
0: more. Well, at because the uh, what the REIT's done with our new CEO is the local news reporters have never had a one point of contact on who to call about commentary for real estate. So who are you going to call? That's right. So what she what she wanted to do, which makes sense, is that each there's a representative if you have got a story up in the northwest that's your representative if you've got a rep, you know you need someone down south here's the person you speak with um for the reit channel uh, uh, on top of the ceo so what they did for us as board members is they just they put us through some media training to help actually be better when we're asked those questions and what to do because a few years back when uh, during covid and like you know there was a lot of stuff going on from everywhere um adrian kelly our president at the Um, well, he was representing the REIA at the time, did a phenomenal job, but the pressure that the media was putting him under was just immense. Yeah, sure. So what they wanted to do in the case where, you know, if the REIT and the REIA do have a message that they're putting out, they want to ensure that we're capable of being able to represent that well. Um, But as a side note, it was very handy because not three days later I got a call from uh, the ABC just asking about uh, the... It was one of the lists, uh, one of the sales in Hobart for the, pr- not the private hospital that was being sold, an old one. I can't remember the Queen. Yeah, so Saint Mary's. The Saint Mary's. Has the been Saint Mary's yeah, yep. yeah. She was just commenting on that, but um, fortunate enough, that was just a you know a fun, engaging conversation. But it's more so in the situations where you get going to get somebody who's going to try and get you in a, a gotcha situation. What to do to prepare for that? So, so can
2: you hit us with some of those? Are you allowed to? Um, bestow yeah, just, some of just, the secrets.
0: I mean, you can probably look up Google ways to prepare for media. But one of the things is is that to deny everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> never did, have. I'm busy. I'm busy. Well, it, it just the, it just be mindful that you don't have to sit there and engage straight away. Just be. Look, I'm really uh, I'm really sorry. I've um, un, you know, I'm not in a position to be able to take a call right this second. Can we book a time for you know for X? Yeah, so
2: I know your old man has talked to him a few times about whenever he was in the REIT as the president and they were kind of coming at him with questions, he would say come back to me with the questions. Yep. I'll look over them and yep. then I will respond in due time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is That kind of what they Th- were running. That's you one through? of them if you can, you know, if you can. It's almost like just buying time to help do some research. Yep. and it's like, "What, you know, and, and if you want to flip me an email with what you're wanting to cover so I've got the information you need." available and if they're genuine, they're going to, but if they're ones they're gonna try and just, you know, bully you bully you into a corner, just does it just don't engage. Because yep. there is nothing good that can come out of that anyway. Like they are actively trying to attack you. And they'll also say, well, I, I need the story now from a deadline at four o'clock. It's like, okay, I can appreciate that. Well I'm available at two o'clock. Can we ring we can we talk about then? Yeah. Just like you would in your life. Like if someone bully you know runs up to you on the street and then starts going like what would you do? You'd be like, hey look, I'm sorry got to go so that's one of the ways the other one too was to actually just slow down breathe um, because one of the things that are going to come up is your nerves and I, I mean you both know me bloody well like if i'm a little bit excited i'm going to talk really fast yeah yeah and you know blabber more than i need to just because i'm my head will go somewhere so it's about take a breath slow down before you actually start the phone call even uh, when you know it's going to happen take a couple of big deep breaths as if you're ready, getting ready to go on stage. And, That's actually and really interesting.
2: Yourself. Yeah, the way you've kind of phrased that is like before taking the phone call, like I'll often hear your phone voice over top of your podcast voice yeah. and be like, oh, they're vastly different things. Like 100%, I've yeah. done this phone call a thousand times. I know what I'm about to do. Whereas we're sitting in here and I'll be throwing – this at you and you just blah, 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 And we're
0: uh, like, what? what were we saying? <laughs> and I know it sounds rehearsed and maybe you could say t- to some degree it is, but for me it actually probably comes more so out of a speaking of confidence. Oh, yeah, no, well, that's, and that's yeah. what I mean.
2: Like you've taken the time beforehand to think about like, oh, this is the message I'm trying to relay in this conversation and I've had this conversation heaps of times. I've had the conversation of, oh, here's good news for your property, here's bad news for your property, here's yeah, yeah. we're in a bit of a tricky spot. You've had that conversation so many times that you know, and you have the confidence to relay it and, yeah. confidently. No, whereas, it, if you're being asked a question randomly, it's you're like, d- oh, d- I've got d- to process d- the idea, I've got to uh, come up
0: with an answer straight away. And uh, well played, J Mac. Well, and that I guess is an interesting part to it because, from they did talk about, you know, if. All politicians will receive an enormous amount of, you know, media training as well. Because just imagine the party's got a message they're trying to relay. They don't want some rogue person just accidentally throwing out something random.
2: Yeah. So yeah. this is where I was so excited that you were going because I'm like, you can throw out some rogue stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to know, did everybody do it or did they just send you, John? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: where I was. Yeah, curious. you just said like, bit, just like uh, a special child. Yeah. We're, we're really worried about <laughs> this yeah.
1: one. So, uh, John, this is an opportunity yeah, yeah. we've got for you. <laughs> Well, John's rocked up. Oh,
0: where is everyone? <laughs> l- like, l- like, lucky enough, I had my mother next to me. <laughs> no, uh, it was it was all of us. But I'd read what got me... just Because I'd read uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography not maybe a week or two before. And in that, he was talking about his experiences, you know, going for governor and other, uh, other bits during his time in California. But he was talking about the media training that he received because... Obviously, he's a very entertaining entertaining person. He said the biggest problems is when he just, you know, his humour and his charm was a real strength for him, but also too it was a weakness. Because yeah. mm. one of them that, that really he stuffed up, which for those that love him thought was hilarious, but it completely killed a, um, something that he was trying to get through the Parliament at the time, where he just called the, uh, he called the, I can't remember what you call them, but he just he called them economic girly men. <laughs> big it, which, economic yeah, girly yeah, man. Yeah. It was. Uh, it's
2: then. So actually, I just have a question. I just need to ask. It's sitting on the tip of my tongue. You've been reading slash listening to Harry Potter yep. by Stephen Fry. Yeah. Did you do the same for the Arnie book?
0: I had the audio exclusively for that one because that's a it's a monster of a time. Does and he, does Arnie read it? The first and the last chapter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just enough yeah. to make you think you're getting yeah, in for the so, whole book. I was shattered because <laughs> oh, I was so
1: good listening to him. So John was happy to pay the eighty dollars for yeah. that book. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: um, but yeah, in that one, because it was a thing where, yeah, he without. Um, Without that training, he obviously had some degree, but it had to sharpen him up for really hard interviews and, you know, preparing his message. Because if there's something he wanted to relay, he had to practice it because the only way to and he called it doing the reps. You yeah. know. So it's like, okay, this is what we're trying to get through. He had to do it well to sell the message well. Otherwise, if he did just skew off too far, it, he he would lose. Well, and
2: I guess like like we talked about you on the phone um, having the conversations about the houses and, you know, good news, bad news. Like you've done the reps on that yeah. to be like, I'm confident with this conversation. It might not be a pleasant conversation, but I know how that to navigate to through That's
0: that. I've never thought of it that way, but I guess it's true, huh? Like, because yeah. we, we are faced with the, the different people, different houses, but the situations replicate. So yeah. it's like you're in financial, you know, stress or that kind of stuff. So at least when we've seen that scenario, we can help guide our clients well, Um, and if you're just fluffing it from the start, well, it's every likelihood you're going to stumble a few times, which I've done more times than I care to recount.
2: But now you've done the reps, it's put you into a place where you're like, oh, I'm practised at this. So that we've got here and Mm. um, we're talking about being thrown curveballs that haven't come at you, but hopefully you've done enough reps on this one. We had a listener actually write in with a question, so I'm just going to throw it at you. Mm. Didn't tell you it was coming, and I'm just going to say... <laughs> it sounds like this whole episode. Are we prepped? I'm just yeah. going to say, um, we we were talking about um, the council and stuff on the TikTok episode that Paige was a part of, oh, yeah. and someone wrote in and asked, um, could we talk to are they STCA, which mm. luckily uh, I've agents done this enough. favourite
1: t- word. Yeah. Well, yeah. luckily yeah. I've Get done this
2: enough times to <laughs> that <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Just ask the council. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: STCA, I worked out, was subject to council approval. They wanted to know, or I assumed they wanted to know, can you tell us about it? Um, so, I'm just going to throw it out there. Sure. Media mm. train
1: John, Patrick, hit me with what you got. Look, I think it's a way for agents to be able to sell a story without any fact-checking. I guess is the (laughs) best way to to describe it. Mm. Um, Like We would use it in a scenario where maybe there's units that we think can be built in the backyard of a property. Okay, yep. So we're making an educated guess based on our knowledge of the planning scheme and our understanding of how that relates to this property. Sure. Um, But to cover ourselves, we're basically saying, should be able to put two units in the backyard of this property, subject to council approval, of course. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, yep. that's a good way to describe it. And, but, and that's
0: because we've been forced to. Um, and it's that sense that without those disclosures, th- that people will try and just go, well, the agent said... It's like, well, I said, subject to council approval. We, yep. we had it once with um, a, a brochure um, on one of our properties with the... We use the house size from the government website. Oh, sorry, the... From the list, information. Yep. Turns out that that wasn't the correct house size. But because on our brochure, which said that had it and it was wrong, the, the buyer had tried to get back to us and said, well, the agent was advertising and said that um, this was that. It's definitely not that. So we want to sue them for the, you know, for, uh. the difference in the value. The, the, the only reason why we got out of it was because there was a disclosure on both sides of the brochure. And they said, well, look, the agent has obviously done everything they can to show you that with the best of their knowledge – they have done the research, and these are the points of references. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, they said that they ca- it cannot be relied exclusively, and you must do your own research. So it's just all that stuff always ends up being for those that just want to shirk responsibility and put it back on the agent. You know.
2: Yeah. So, so I guess when I was thinking about like the subject to council approval, you've you've got that as your get out of jail free card. How do you go about getting the council approval? Like, like as the next step, so I'm subject to it. That's. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, so,
1: uh, it's hard. Um, so basically, you know, that could be months, if not years worth of work. I'm currently doing it on a property I'm building Yeah, of moment. course. Yeah, actually, this is a good example. I'm 12 months in now and I still don't have my full approvals yet. Yep. So, And that's why we can't normally sell that feature as part of a sale. Yep. So like it's a way of us justifying a sale price to a potential developer or to a potential purchaser. Um, but we can't get the owner to go do that work and have it all approved prior to selling because the property would just take too long to, to get to it done. To move along, yet, yeah, for Absolutely, sure. So yeah. I guess what we're trying to, to do is, is justify our sale price by saying, yes, this house is sitting on 800 square metres, therefore theoretically you should be able to put a unit in the backyard. We know that the planning scheme says that we have to have 3.5 metres of space down the side gain access to the new property at the yeah, back. Yeah, okay. We mm. know that we have to have six metres at the front for a passing bay. So there's certain things that we know that we can go out and you know tangibly measure to make sure that we can tick a certain amount of boxes. Mm. So I know
2: you can't talk generally for every real estate agent but is that something that is gone through the training of becoming a real estate agent or does everybody mm. know that or is it just from I think, experience? I think
1: our agency knows it because we do work heavily in the development space. Sure. Uh, sometimes I do see properties online and it amuses me because i'm like oh, i don't know if that's subject to council approval is really if yeah. that unit's possible or if that idea is possible okay yeah um, so it's i'll not play around and run my fact checks and i don't think it you know it passes the bar um but
2: again that's kind of like by doing the reps of having it done a few times mm. it's and again i'm just mm. making this up as i go is that plan build tasmania is that something that can help with
1: It would help give you an idea of zoning. It helps give you an idea of easements or pipes and things that may prevent you from doing certain projects. Um, Yeah, so definitely could help you. Um, You'll see with some of our agencies, murray has got one at the moment, we've gone as far as getting what we call a preliminary plan drawn, which is basically getting engaging a draftsman to look at the site and say, right, this is 3,000 square Um, metres. Okay, yeah, this is actually really good. Um, So this is...
2: Yeah, those plans or what the draftsman's done is theoretically this will fit. They're not they're not approved plans. Nothing that will just a concept. It's just just a concept.
1: concept. It's a concept to show to a developer or to a purchaser that you know we're not making this stuff up. We've actually done some initial research, um, but of course,
2: and that draftsman would have that knowledge as well about all those specific planning rules. Yeah. So that area. And I
0: think in that specific example, on the very last house, there's a red line which indicates that this is actually – you'd have to a, apply for a relaxation because we've overstepped the basics. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so even in that, it's an, it's an educated concept, not just uh, plonking houses. So like for that. us,
1: for that particular project, yep. we wanted to make sure that we were able to, to sell a developer on how many they could fit on the property. Mm, sure. So we knew that we could fit a few. It was just a debate on whether it was six properties that could fit or eight properties that could fit. Yeah. Yep. So we decided to go the extra step to try and get a little bit more clarity around what was possible so that we could sell that story better to a purchaser with a bit of confidence around it too. Yep. Um, I don't know of a lot of agencies that go to that sort of level, um, but we still have to have that subject to council approval disclosure in there because mm. if we sell the idea of eight and it turns out the council only lets you have seven done there well, we need to make sure a purchaser is fully aware that, you know, it was to the best of our knowledge and our understanding that this potentially is possible. Yeah, but that would change your
2: sums massively if you were thinking Mm. like, oh, well, if I can get the eight on there, I can rent them out or build them at this cost. So it changes a bunch of the And the other thing that
1: we can't control as well and people need to remember as well is eight might fit today. But if you don't start the project for three years – and then you go to do eight then, maybe there's been a planning scheme change in that period of time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, they've got bigger, you know, private open space requirements or they've got oh, okay, different, yeah. so different things that have changed in the planning scheme that we are
2: working off. So I'm thinking like, yeah, you've built a or you bought a land, block of land in like the 1970s based on like, oh, it said we could fit this many things on here yeah. under, You're going the, to do it today. under the rules of the 70s yeah. building code
1: you go to do it today and you can do half. Yeah, okay. So we can't be held responsible for that later down the track. Yeah, sure. So that's that's why we use subject to council approval, I guess, when we are talking about opportunities on properties. Yeah, mm. cool. I feel our agency, we do go that extra step and try to, when we utilise it, it's because we've done a bit of background information first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to think all agencies do that. Oh, look, you can't speak um, for yeah. all
2: agencies. But I guess, yeah, I just wondered whether that was something that comes in the training of if you're selling property.
1: Sometimes it feels like it's just a get-out-of-jail-free card that some agents will use, but that's just my <laughs> opinion on it. Nah, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look,
0: from, from the from the training perspective, like we're all, in, as part of our uh, licensing, are shown, you know, what is conscionable marketing. And it's just in, in the end, becomes down to the ethic of the individual that – Some will just promise things that they outright outright can't deliver upon. Others will disclose once given that information. But then it just comes down to very much individual.
2: Yeah, cool. Awesome. That's does that interesting. Answer, does that answer oh, your question? I don't know if yeah. it answers our listener's question, but I just it was interesting one that they threw out there. And
1: I think what any listener that sees STAC and most of the times it's just the letters, not the full subject to council approval. Yeah, that is a red flag for you to go and talk to the council about what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Can you say that again? So if, if, if you're reading the text and it has just in brackets STAC subject to council approval, other way around. Yeah, okay. yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. it's just got the letters. Yeah. Um then to me that's a red flag for you to at least go and have a conversation with the local council and make sh- and just check yeah. a few extra things. Are you saying
2: Okay, sorry, but are you saying if the letters are there, check. But if they've written out the whole, no, thing, either yeah. or. Okay, but yeah. I just thought you were saying like, no, most agents
1: don't write it out in full, and so people just read four letters, they don't know what it means, so yep. they move on, yeah, and they yep. just become. And then agents are able to turn around and say, well, I did have subject to council approval written in there. Yeah, gotcha. well, you didn't. You had four letters in a bracket.
2: No, I just thought the way that you <laughs> worded it, you were saying like, if they haven't gone to the effort to write out all the four words,
1: oh, no, then so
0: look, <laughs> it, it, it might be helpful just. Because I, when I bought my house and wanting to do a unit at the back, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. So, you know, we haven't proceeded with the building, but... Um if the question then becomes, well, what if if I'm looking to do something to get approved by council, what do I do? You know, yes. so very simply, like the people that you're going to need in your corner is a surveyor to survey the block. To oh, it it. Hasn't brought the corner up for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like the it feels good to have the corner. Back. Oh, it does, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. So the so you got your um you know surveyor. They're going to do the survey of the land to then understand the you know what's what what's there. Yep. Easements, gradients. You name it. Um, you get. Then you'll need a you know a draftsman or a person to design the house for you based on the plans from that survey, and then on that case, depending on how far you go, you know your builders, your engineers, your um, everyone else. But the way where you'd start is with a surveyor. Okay, cool. Um, That's good to know. And then from the surveyor, you build from there.
2: Awesome. I love it. Perfect. I think that answers the question, answered it for me. I got a bit of understanding. So, (laughs) totally appreciate that. We'll find out if user4728596 or whatever they were on TikTok. Love them. Is happy with that. (laughs) That's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) user. They post some really good content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, That's the pod for today. Thanks for coming in. Um, It's nice to have Media Trained Mac, who feels just like the Mac that we've had all this time. I think he's been Media Trained anyway. He's been doing reps of Yarning and telling stories for years. Yeah, trials by fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good to have you back. Good to be back. We'll be back next week with even more podcast